Hello film lovers, welcome back to the Feminist Film Club podcast. And today I am so excited to tell you guys that we are going to have our first guest on. I literally couldn't be more excited. So today's guest is my friend Kendra. We met this summer while we were studying at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York City. And I actually went to go visit her in London when I was still in Belfast at grad school. But I'm going to wait and let her tell you guys about herself. <laughs> Hi Kendra, how are you? Hi, I'm good, how are Hi. you? I'm great, I'm so excited that you're doing this right now, you're my first guest. Yeah, thank you're you for having pig. me. So we'll say, I'm so excited <laughs> to have you. I'm so excited. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Go off. <laughs> great, um, well my name's Kendra. I work in production every now and again <laughs> and I do a bit of acting which is now my priority at the moment um yeah so just trying to get into the industry mm-hmm. aren't we all we all really are <laughs> so as I said earlier me and Kendra met at ADA American Academy of Dramatic Arts and it's we were just bit. saying yesterday <laughs> that we know really don't know anything about each other on um a surface level but we know each other deep. Yeah. So yeah. this should be a good little podcast. Yeah, let's get deep. <laughs> we had a little introductory thing last night. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> we had a little pre-call yesterday, made sure we knew what we wanted to talk about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm like talking to the microphone as if it's a camera right now. It's not. Okay, we'll start easy. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite movie? That is a really hard question to answer just because it's just impossible. Um, but I do have my little wall in front of me. I have like these little movie posters of my favorite movies. And I, I, can, I sense a pattern of like genres that, I re- that I'm really into. That makes sense, yeah. I think it's mainly movies that are centered around people in the industry and their journeys. Namely like La okay. La Land, Tick Tick Boom. Um, they just make oh, me feel like a deep appreciation and a beauty for what we yes. do and it's such a great reminder i to just, love that yeah it's such a great reminder to keep yes. doing what you're doing even if it seems really yeah. hard um but it just gives you like a sense of purpose and i tend to mm-hmm. really gravitate towards those types of movies i totally get that yeah i was literally just thinking to myself last night about tick tick boom because oh, i watched that at like a really pinnacle moment in my career i was like mm-hmm. kind of second guessing things like i was so anxious at the time um, Same. And I was like, is this what I want to be doing? Like, am I going to be successful? Like, blah, blah, blah. And then I watched Tick, Tick, Boom. And I was like, you know what? If Jonathan Larson is happy doing what he's doing with no money, and he just, like, did it for the love of the craft. Like, he did not care about anything else. He just loved it so much. The amount of times I think about Tick, Tick, Boom in my personal life is <laughs> is mm-hmm. really a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I'll keep thinking, oh my god, so this good. is exactly like Jonathan and his friend who was mm-hmm. who pivoted and went into marketing instead of, per- like, continuing yeah. to pursue the arts. Like, everyone is telling them, like, when are you going to get a real job? Exactly. You should get a real job. And he's like, no. This is when Jonathan in the movie is trying to be in marketing you know the scene where he's mm-hmm. in that office and he's trying to come up with these slogans yeah the date, and yeah. then in, yeah exactly and then in the end he's like you know what i can't out. live this life when they're singing no more and um he talks about like you know he's moving into this nice apartment in the skies and he's he's making his money mm-hmm. yeah and he gets to live this like quote-unquote easy life mm-hmm. it's it, it was so so 
important for me to see this like the, mm-hmm. to see the fact that this is not the life that I want for myself even though it seems like yeah. easier and it seems like sometimes when when you're struggling um because the arts mm-hmm. honestly to me at times is like a blessing and a curse because you're like fuck mm-hmm. like I know I need to do this I know I have to do this yeah. there's something like within me yeah there's something within me that's just literally yelling at me to do it even though you're like ah mm-hmm. oh, damn it this is so hard and like at times you're like I don't want to do this but I know I have to yeah I so to. it was yeah, so important no, totally for that. me to to see that scene especially at the time when it came out it was like I think it was mm-hmm. mid-pandemic when I was doubting mm-hmm. myself and I constantly doubt myself and I'm like god I, I wish I could just go and and get like a quote-unquote normal job something that will provide me with a good income and then you know get like a nice apartment and then you know go on vacations and do this and like our careers Mm -hmm. are so different um and so i you know sometimes i just have to remind myself that i'm more like jonathan (laughs) in the sense that i just have to follow it even Mm -hmm. if it's you know it's it sometimes sucks in the moment everything else that everyone else is saying yeah yeah, but you need to just continue yeah yeah, on Mm -hmm. that path and i love it in Tick, Tick, Boom, it shows, like, the struggle because I feel like so often you think people that are famous are just famous like that. Everyone grows somehow. Mm-hmm. I think about that all the time these days, specifically. The fact that... Hold on, it's my ADHD brain just fucking jumping, <laughs> <laughs> jumping around again. Sorry, what, what did you say again? It reminded me of something. I don't oh, I was saying, like... I think about this all the time which is funny because mm. i just forgot but i think <laughs> i think about it all, <laughs> all the time that things don't just happen and i know mm. it seems kind of easy to at one point in your life like obviously like famous actors or famous directors whoever whoever mm. whoever that's accomplished is like oh yeah i did this thing in my life and i remember there was a mm. time when i was living in my car and i did that and i did this mm-hmm. like that time was real you know at some point for them it's a story right at some point it's like i did this at one point but at at Mm -hmm. some point in their life this was a reality for them and they had to live through that reality and sometimes i have to remind myself right now i am living through the reality that's one day going to be a story you know and i shouldn't like stress myself and have to be successful Mm -hmm. within like a week (laughs) you know it doesn't just happen yeah exactly i know right now is is Mm -hmm. the time to just learn and grow and gonna happen eventually and this will be a story exactly i feel like for so long especially when i was younger i always thought things were gonna fall into my lap especially in the industry Mm. and then it wasn't until my junior year of college i want to say that i was like i have to go out and do things like if you want (laughs) to be successful in this industry you are your own manager you have to go out and want to do these things for yourself like no one's gonna come discover you in your house no one's gonna come discover you while you're like sitting in your room doing nothing you know it's a lot of freelancing it's a lot of investing your own time into it Mm -hmm. without getting anything in return your own time your own money yeah Um, yeah it sucks man it's okay i'm happy i'm happy doing it my favorite movie is kind of similar i like in a similar way but more because of how it was made and it's the rocky series i mean the rocky franchise because Sylvester Stallone went to... You're going to hate me when I say I don't. I haven't seen it. Oh my god. I'm hanging up on you right now. <laughs> I just watched four yesterday. But you should watch it. I should. I'm I'm an embarrassment of a of a film fanatic. No, I am too. Have you seen that thing on TikTok now that's like, which one haven't you watched yet? Yes. First round, I'm out. 
Yeah, enough. literally. Because like, how can I call myself a film person if I don't know these movies? Literally, better? though. But I, I just uh, like the movies that I like. You know, I don't. I haven't seen yeah. like many cult classics. I just watch the stuff I watch, and and I think yeah. that's fair enough. You know? No, I get that. Like, I'm not gonna watch something just because everyone else is. Yeah, and I don't think I'm any less yeah. of a film fanatic for not having seen like no. I don't oh, know God, no. Batman or whatever. Like, you know, you haven't seen Rocky, so I can't give you any spoilers even if you don't watch it. But he went to like so many different production companies, and all of them denied him. They were all like, "No, we either don't like the script or we don't want you to star in it." And he was like, "Well, I want to star in it, and I want to direct it, and I wrote it, so it's gonna be my way." And he went to so many places until someone finally said yes, and now look at him. Oh, that's amazing. That's why, another thing, you just gotta, like, trust your gut. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, things like 100%. that. And same, have you heard of Yellowstone? No. It's a show on Peacock right now? Peacock, yeah. Um, same with the creator of that show was denied so many times. Mm. And he was like, no, I'm doing it my way or I'm not doing it at all. That is Which so sometimes good. I feel like if you're higher up in your career, you can do that. But sure. even Sylvester Stallone was just starting out and he still did that. Yeah. It's like beggars can't be choosers for like the first couple of years of your To be fair though, I mean, this is a little bit of a different role. Like I'm not so much interested mm-hmm. in film making the the sole like producer or, or writer. Mm-hmm. But I remember at Ada we had a business class. I remember asking him specifically, is it okay to say no early on in your career? Because I feel like again, mm-hmm. like you said, I think it's such a stereotype to do the whole beggars Mm -hmm. can be choosers um which i Mm -hmm. totally understand but i think like when you're just trying to get stuff for your reel and you're scrambling yeah then sometimes i'm like i don't want to do that if i don't resonate with something i'm not doing it exactly at a certain level like you have to still be able to say all right well this is actually something i really don't want to do and he said the same like he he said yeah absolutely you can say no um and i think I think it's kind of, I think it's great that they were like, well, I'll do it my way. Obviously, don't be like super arrogant about like, it. Like, I'm I don't not know. doing that. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I don't have the experience to really comment much on how to how do. The, yeah, I get it. How to do things in, in the industry, but I think like, I don't think does anyone actually know what they're doing? <laughs> do they? I was just I watching know. an interview uh, for The Last of Us. Bella Ramsey was on Jimmy Kimmel and. They were saying, I don't really know what I'm doing, and I'm scared if I figure out what I'm doing that I'm not going to be good at it anymore. And I was like, oh my god. Loki. You might be so right. Good. And Jimmy Kimmel was like, you're going to be fine. But I thought that that was just like an interesting little thought, because even people on like those huge TV shows still like don't know what they're doing. A hundred percent. feel a little better. <laughs> yeah. Acting so. in particular, I think, is such a, um individual craft. Everyone does it the way they mm-hmm. want to do it. Some mm-hmm. people read a million books, and some people go to drama school, and some people yeah. just kind of wing it, and it turns out really great. I think it's so interesting. Yeah, it's like crazy. Next question. Mm-hmm. What shows are you watching right now? Ooh. <laughs> I think because you mentioned Bella Ramsey, obviously watching <laughs> The Last of Us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I too. also just finished... Iconic. Iconic. I also just finished um, the part one of You. And oh, I need to watch that. Yes. How is it? Really good. I'm not going to say okay. anything else. Because I'm, okay. I'm waiting for okay. part two. Yeah. Um, I okay. literally just listened to... I love Penn Badgley's podcast. Okay. I need to listen to that. You told me about that. Yeah. Sorry to like yeah. shout out a different um, podcast on your podcast. but <laughs> No. We, we shout out everyone we can. We're, everybody's going to eat. Everybody's, everybody's going to eat. eat. 
When, when you're with friends with me, everyone's eaten. Exactly. I highly recommend his podcast. It's so good. There's like a couple episodes that are relevant to the industry. Usually they just talk about mm-hmm. life stuff, but there's one episode that has all the hosts it's nava sophie and pen like these three people they have one episode just talking about like their lives mm-hmm. and who they are to kind of introduce themselves to the podcast and that's mm-hmm. when pen talks a little bit about his upbringing and how he got into the industry and being a child mm-hmm. actor all that kind of stuff and then there's one episode where he talks about you the show which is super interesting mm-hmm. and now they just released an episode where he dissects the episodes of uh well part Ooh, one i yeah. love that shit i know i too. will go to lengths to find every single press junket interview yep. behind the scenes podcast <laughs> if anything i can find yeah. i'm like a junkie for it oh my god i know like we were saying yesterday like i'm so trained for these press junkets when we start doing them like i'm gonna be so good at it <laughs> like my, my life is a press junket that's great another show that i'm watching right now is um shrinking I really, really recommend it. It's so good. Oh, I heard about that. Okay. It's okay. the one with Jason Siegel. I yeah. love that man. And the show is so good. It's like exactly my vibe. Because The Last of Us, I can only watch um, with my boyfriend. Because <laughs> I'm just like, this is scary. It's scary. They see scary. It's um, very scary. And I, I look away every time I see like a clicker. I'm just yeah. like, nope, I can't do They're it. They're like... Yeah. Uh, 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 no, thank you. You is obviously very dark and like i can't watch it super late at night but i have to skip all the gory stuff i can't i can't look at that that's too oh, really gross. you're not yeah. a gory person no no not at all that's like my whole entire acting reel it's all gory stuff shit. okay i mean don't don't watch my reel that's your niche that's good you know your it niche. Is my niche i could be i'm the next like florence Pugh or um mia goth nice <laughs> i'm a star i'm a star please i'm a star but shrinking is um, exactly my vibe okay. kind of dramatic but funny light-hearted okay. but also destroys your heart i don't know it's li- exactly mm-hmm. what i okay. love and you can watch it like anytime and um yeah it's it's a good time i highly recommend it i actually want to go off of the pen badly thing in child actor because we were talking about that yesterday mm-hmm. well i was saying i was so mad at my parents for so long for not letting me be a child actor mm. and now i'm just starting to get it that i'm like oh, okay and I now all these child that. actors are coming out and saying like i wish i had a childhood yeah yeah we spoke about that, that yesterday the fact that I- i'm just really mm. grateful that i got to grow up privately mm-hmm. you and know? like figure out who i am yeah, yeah figure out who i am privately before i put myself into the world yeah, i mean mm-hmm. i understand wanting to be accomplished mm-hmm. at an early age i feel like there's a yeah. lot of pressure yeah. around that mm-hmm. um specifically these days but honestly i'm really happy to just figure life out mm-hmm. right now and not have yeah. to deal with a whole career on top of that like i like that i can mm-hmm. just kind of figure out my way right now and um yeah yeah and also figure myself out i think that's literally what i just said but yeah and there's like ways to strengthen your craft without doing it professionally too so Mm -hmm. i think that's nice that people forget about that because sometimes Mm -hmm. just doing it for fun is more fun exactly and you know i'm I'm okay because i know the universe will or god the universe give it to me when we'll give it to to me when you know yeah when the time is right right now i know i'm not ready i i'd rather feel prepared or somewhat prepared at least building building a skill set too in terms of acting you know Mm -hmm. having like a little toolbox and like i know that Mm -hmm. mine definitely needs a lot of work still so yeah i have i don't have a toolbox i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) buy one buy one (laughs) okay well in terms of what i I just finished the good place 
It's on Netflix with Kristen Bell. Mm. I thought I had that show figured out. I did not. There's a plot twist at the end of the first season, yes, I, and I, I literally still shook well. about it. Yeah. And I literally like. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you think you know what you're getting into, and you don't. Honestly, The Good Place is the one show that I can confidently say had a good ending. I've never seen a show yes. before where I was <gasps> satisfied when it was done. Usually I'm like destroyed or I'm like, I wish we could see more. Or I'm like, that was a weird ending. I, I didn't like where the characters it ended was perfect. up. But that was perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, know what a, you know a show that I did not like? Okay. Actually, let me, <laughs> let me back up. Let me back up. Okay. So I'm also watching The Last of Us right now. So I think then, the entire world is. <laughs> yeah, the entire world's watching The Last of Us, and I was like kind of not on the train. Everyone is in love with Pedro Pascal. Yes, okay, and I wasn't for a little bit, but then I felt left out. So, yep. and now I am. Guys, don't worry, I'm, I, I love him now. I, America's <laughs> slutty daddy, I oh, love him. Finally jumped um, on the train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm like, sorry, Pedro. I... <laughs> he is... I, I just want to like act. I just want to like be friends with him. He just seems like such a cool dude. Just mm -hmm. love that man. I love him. He's such a great actor. Mm -hmm. Such a great person. I love yeah. everything he stands for. Yeah, like you're. It makes it easier to like exactly everything. He's 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 woke. Yes. AF. Yes. I um, love that. And it's it. like easier to like an actor when you like their personality. I went off on a tangent. <laughs> I didn't watch The Last of Us until three weeks in because. I wasn't a fan of the video game. I'm not like a huge gory person, but then I heard that HBO picked it up after one episode and I was like, okay. And then I heard about the gay storyline in, in episode three mm -hmm. and how everyone was like going crazy over it. So I was like, okay, I have to watch it now. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy I did. Oh my God. <laughs> I seriously can't stop thinking about that episode. It was, a, it was a my purpose. piece of an episode. Oh yeah. my God. It was. And that's the thing I was telling my mom, um, like that's the first time I had ever seen a gay couple portrayed that normally on screen. Mm -hmm. and it's so sad that it's 2023 and we're just seeing the normality of being gay. Like, cause I feel like there was always like an air of like awkwardness around some mm -hmm. shows, but that just felt like it was perfect. I guess it's also because it's now, it's like a mainstream show. I think for mm -hmm. LGBTQ yeah. plus content, you always had to go and like look for it. And it was always like these smaller yeah, shows. But now it's just there. Honestly, the only reason I'm watching The Last of Us is because of uh, Pedro. <laughs> because, um, Pedro? yeah, Pedro. <laughs> After watching episode one, I got hooked on the storyline. So now, obviously, mm -hmm. like, I'm watching it for the story. But at first, I'm not going to lie. I definitely watched it for Pedro. See, I was kind of the opposite. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I watched it just because I had to see the hype. Because, okay, I was did not watch Game of Thrones until quarantine. Because I was like, I am such a stickler like i'm stubborn i was like i'm gonna be that one percent of the population that's never seen an episode of game of thrones and i was gonna do it with this too and then i was like mm, i have to give them because one episode and it's renewed like that's insane mm -hmm. oh god i was watching an interview with bella and pedro the other day he said some something along the lines of like the danger for them is almost them having a relationship rather than what's going on around them mm -hmm. they feel more scared to like open up to each other and i was like that's really nice yeah that being said, I started watching Narcos after that. I had to see him in something else because I did the same thing with uh, Julia Gardner in Inventing Anna. I watched her in that and I thought mm -hmm. she was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't watch Ozark mm -hmm. until after I watched that. So I do that a lot. When mm -hmm. I see an actor, I'm like, mm, I need to see you more. Narcos, mm -hmm. phenomenal. And this is finally yep. going to tie up my thought. In okay. my opinion, 
from what we were saying about like TV shows having good endings and whatnot, I think Narcos should have ended season two. Okay. Unpopular opinion. Because like the whole entire premise of the story was them getting Pablo Escobar and then they killed him. Mm -hmm. And I'm still mm -hmm. really upset that they let Javier Pena, like the real one, go home like a day before they, I'm like, did, could they really not let him stay? He just put like how much of his life. You mean the, the real story? Like the real story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mad at the real, like how could they send him home after he'd worked his ass off to find this man? And they're like, mm, you're going home. You're not actually going to go kill him. But um, yeah, I feel like it should have ended after that because it would have been a nice ending. And then you don't even have, what's his face in the third season? What's his name? Steve? Mm -hmm. Steve Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's my popular opinion. Okay. I haven't that's, watched the third season no, yet. That's your opinion. That's okay. I know. I, I disagree. <laughs> but it's, it's, should I watch the third season? Is it worth it? Um, To me, the first couple episodes, I was like, mm, okay. But then it, it really picks up. And it, okay. it becomes a really, really good season. Yeah. Okay, maybe I should watch it. Um, I've seen it again. Like I've seen, I've seen season one and two twice. Mm -hmm. I saw season one, two, and three again. All together, yeah. And the third one for the first time, uh, I think last year. I feel like I want to rewatch it that I know all the characters' names now. Because like my ADD brain mm -hmm. is like, what the heck is going on? There's too much <laughs> going on. I can't function. Yeah. But now that I have like everyone finally saw it. <laughs> Also, the guy that plays mm -hmm. Pablo Escobar, phenomenal actor. Yeah, I was telling um, me talking to the audience. I was mm -hmm. telling Megan yesterday. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that I know him from Brazilian TV because mm -hmm. I'm Brazilian, and um, he it just blew me away because I I also speak Spanish. I'm also mm -hmm. Spanish, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so to me, he's like both of my worlds, mm -hmm. like in that show specifically because he's doing the Colombian accent, yeah. and I'm like, wow, yeah, like he so has good. the accent nailed and he down. didn't even speak spanish no he didn't the show. yeah it's incredible like that just shows when you want something you want something and yeah. you're gonna get yeah. it no dedication, matter what it takes man. yeah seriously the dedication to the craft <laughs> and the storytelling yeah seriously it was mm -hmm. so good mm -hmm. i did love the way they told it they said it was gonna be all in english first but i think it added such a special aspect that it was half in spanish because that's yeah. like where the whole entire thing took place mm -hmm. was in a colombia but um yeah good show i recommend narcos it's a, it's a little yeah. gory. Yeah, I, again, I skipped the gory parts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and I, I was saying, um, going off of this again, because obviously I just watched it, so I'm in my okay. interview realm of this right now. And mm -hmm. a lot of people said that Pablo Escobar's family was not happy with the way that they portrayed him. Uh, they portrayed him too nice. But I was telling my mom, I was like, the number one rule of writing is you have to be able to empathize with your antagonist so if they made him this awful guy in the show then when he was like getting shot up you'd be like yeah whatever kill the man but that the fact that they made him like a family man in the show every time something happened to him you were like oh shit but what about his family what does they say it's 50 50 real it's the same timeline of events but obviously for mm -hmm. writing purposes and for tv purposes and i mean it's everything's dramatized for tv reasons yeah it's like <laughs> yeah whatever I think that like mm -hmm. might be the last show I was just watching. Oh, I just finished um, Crashin, uh, Phoebe Walter-Bridge show on Netflix. It's six oh. episodes. So funny. Like good? she never misses. Yes, like you have to watch it. And Jonathan Bailey. Uh, okay. From Bridgerton. Oh, I love Jonathan oh, Bailey. Like, oh my gosh. 
laugh me so I many times to watch that. you need yeah it's like such a quick easy watch i think yeah. i literally watched it in a day but she never misses and then i went out and i also just okay. got the fleabag scriptures i haven't finished fleabag <gasps> what season like, are you on? i started it i was just about to say the something. first because i started it okay. and then i was like okay i i don't know i just because i have adhd mm-hmm. i just i sometimes just fall out of things and then i just mm-hmm. never pick them back up and fleabag yeah, was too. one of those things because mm-hmm. i think there was a couple episodes no offense obviously i know people who love fleabag yeah. are very impassioned and that is Gung-ho totally fine yeah but um for me there was a couple episodes where it just wasn't really picking up mm-hmm. and i think because i hadn't yet fallen in love with the characters yeah i was just like okay i'll i'll continue watching until like it picks up it picks back up but then again my adhd uh, <laughs> like, got there first and, and, my, just kind of ADHD me, and i was like got oh, there just... first <laughs> yeah it got there first it distracted me and then i just that. never continued it yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was funny <laughs> So I haven't, I've never, yeah, I've never continued. I think I'm, I might have made it to episode three and that's okay. about it. But I, I've seen so many TikToks and everything. Like, I know what happens. Oh, so you know the, um... The Pope guy? No, Pope, sorry. The priest? <laughs> the hot priest. Sorry. The priest, the Pope. Um, I want to F a priest. <laughs> but, um, I, I, I mean, I know the whole priest story because mm-hmm. of TikTok. Like, I know everything that happens. The most heartbreaking two iconic lines. Iconic lines and everything. I love It'll you. Pass. It'll pass. It'll pass. At the social Literally, every time I think about it, I want to die. Could you imagine someone telling that to you? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. When you know they love you back, too. Now, not your not your favorite movie. What movies have you watched recently? I've been trying to rack up my letterboxed. Yeah. I've been more into uh, TV shows lately. Okay. I have to actually a little bit. I'm, I haven't watched any movies recently that aren't getting oscar buzz right now so mm. it's uh, or oscar not buzz like the nominations there's more of a list of stuff that i have yet to watch rather than movies that okay. i've already seen i actually kind of um, feel that i still need to watch the whale oh i still, I still need, need to, to see everything Babylon. everywhere all at once <gasps> that was a good one yeah it's long though and one. you have to like it's very hard for an add mm. brain <laughs> there's a lot going on okay the ending hits you it's very it's very good mm-hmm. um yeah. i saw the rock scene on tiktok <laughs> oh <laughs> TikTok yeah just is spoiling everything for me but like i kind of don't mind spoilers you know i really don't mind them oh no i see i don't mind spoilers because i tend to be somewhat of an anxious person at times Mm -hmm. and so i kind of like knowing what's gonna happen sometimes i have to stop myself from looking things up sometimes Mm, okay yeah Yeah. well no i i like that sometimes i'm like i need to know what happens before i watch it i'm like no you don't want to know surprise yourself Mm. you know enough to like have a conversation with someone yeah. yeah exactly like i know the jokes i get it you know yeah so i i don't mind being spoiled sometimes okay i get that oh i just watched spoiler alert which is a movie with jim carson's which is actually oh god it literally destroyed me mm. but it's based on a book that's literally called spoiler alert the hero dies at the end so you know the whole time that his partner is gonna die and it's still mm-hmm. horribly sad well it's kind of like the white lotus in a way you know someone's gonna die yeah actually it's probably it. not at all like that but <laughs> no it's not yeah. <laughs> but same <laughs> not at same, all. same gist yeah oh what else did i just i just watched gone girl for the first time recently oh my god really yeah, yeah. that movie shaped my teenagehood yeah i was like how have i never seen this before because a lot of time i like to read books before i see movies or anything but i was just like i'm never getting mm-hmm. into gone girl so i was like you know what let me finally just watch it and it was great can i say the gone girl cool girl monologue 
it's just shaped again my teenagehood like that changed my perspective on everything where she's talking about oh yeah like you know cool girl for the guy like being a cool girl for for the oh guys. yes 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 yeah yeah um that has changed my perspective so mm -hmm. much because as a as a really young teen i was such a pick me because mm -hmm. i wanted everyone to like me but specifically mm -hmm. boys and so i was yeah. just like yeah i'll wear jordans and i'll do this and because i yeah. want to be cool girl yeah and then i watched gone girl i think whenever it came out but it was like mid it was like my mid-teens i don't i was so young but it still registered i was like mm -hmm. wow i don't yeah. want to be cool like, girl yeah. anymore and cool like i don't need to be me. cool girl yeah I want to be me, yeah. yeah. It had such hey. a profound impact. I still haven't forgotten till this day. I watched it when it first came out mm -hmm. and then never again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it still never stuck again. with me. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's a one and done movie. That's a lot. It's very gory, but I yeah. didn't mind gore when I was younger. Now I do. So <laughs> I'm like, I would love to do a scene like that. <laughs> no, I. Mm, no, thank like, you. Literally blood mm, all of you. <laughs> Actually, I feel like I wouldn't mind recording it. I just yeah, mind I watching. Be bloody. What's the actress's name? Mm. Oh my gosh. Roseman Pike. She made such an mm -hmm. interesting choice during that death scene too. After she, you know. Um, I don't remember it that well. It's been a minute. <laughs> she but, um, unalives Neil Patrick Harris and then she almost kind of starts crying for a second. And then she's like, she's like, <laughs> and she takes a breath and she's like, oh shit. Like, I forgot who I am. Like, I don't cry over this shit. And I was like, oh my God, she's a psychopath. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, mm -hmm. she's so good. Let's see. Oh, I also just watched Spotlight. Uh, which won the Oscar for best film in 2016, I want to say. And it has Mark Ruffalo, Rachel McAdams. I love Mark Ruffalo. Me Who does too. And it was Mark nice, uh, seriously. It was nice to actually see him act again for once because I feel like I've only been watching him as the Hulk. So it was nice to see him like, <laughs> be a character. Who else? Oh, Michael Keaton's also in it. Um, that I highly recommend. It was like a slow burn, but once it finally got there, I was like, okay, okay. It was simple. Spotlight. I'll write it I down. I feel like people forget about simple a lot. Simple movies can still win Oscars. It's just, if you have a good story there, I feel like you're flying. An impactful story somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's it for, really, for movies. I watched, like, The Help mm -hmm. again. Oh, The Banshees of Anna Sharon. Um, I've been meaning to watch that. But see, the thing is, again, this is one of those things where I... I do sometimes, if if they interest me, will watch movies that are popular or are mm -hmm. nominated for Oscars or have won mm -hmm. Oscars, but then there's a lot of movies that are in that category that I haven't seen, sorry, that are in that category that I haven't seen mm -hmm. purely because I'm just not interested. And there's, there's a lot of movies like even this year that I haven't seen and I probably won't watch them because yeah. I just have my own like interests. And even if I consider myself somebody who wants to be in the industry and all that stuff and, and we should be watching a lot of stuff so we know what's mm -hmm. going on. Still like there's there's just I don't know, I just prefer watching the things I'm like truly interested in. Interested in yeah. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. I, just this year or last year I started to not feel shame around that anymore yeah. and just be like hey i like what i, I like. didn't watch it no i did not watch that cult classic film and that's fine i don't have to force myself to watch stuff that i don't i don't really care about yeah because i feel like so yeah. many people in film make you feel so bad and you're like oh my god you haven't seen that movie oh my god how do you even call yourself a filmmaker i'm like oh my god how do you call yourself not an annoying person get a life <laughs> grow up oh my god 
There's that sound on TikTok right now going on that's like, you haven't seen Pulp Fiction? You haven't seen? You haven't seen? You haven't seen? You haven't seen? Like, F off. It literally says the title, I think, of the song, or it's like a snippet, is just like, film school ruins everything or something like that. I don't know. Oh my god. But like, film school people? Have you seen that guy that's going on? He's like, you're going on a date with a guy who's a film major. It's so funny. I was like, this is so accurate. I This is why people yeah. hate film majors. We're getting into the nitty gritty. Uh, some of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten in terms of writing is to write like no one's going to read it. And mm-hmm. then going along the same lines is write it so personal that you're embarrassed to share it because that's where the good stories come from. I can even mm-hmm. go into acting too. Yeah, I was going to say that Be so vulnerable that, like you're, that you're embarrassed to like show this movie to people. Like if you act. Yeah, that actually makes so much a lot of sense because yeah. being an actor is so vulnerable. And being a writer is so in anything Extremely. in this industry is so vulnerable. You're constantly putting mm-hmm. your life like out on the line for the thing that you love. You're constantly dodging mm-hmm. everything just to try and like make a straight path for yourself. But the path is not straight. The path is not straight. What I've been working on mm-hmm. a lot recently is is being more vulnerable with my acting mm-hmm. because I I don't know, I hold so tight because I mm-hmm. Growing up, I think it wasn't normalized to or normal to work in the industry or mm-hmm. to be an actor. It mm-hmm. was just sort of like, oh yeah, you want to be an actor? Like, good luck, you know. Um, I'm like, yeah, I will have good luck, biatch. No offense, but you grew up in New York. Like, I was, I was in and the I still get suburbs. It. Can imagine how it was. Yeah, in that's Germany. crazy. Yeah, in Germany, just like the small little town, and people were just like, okay, all right. From that experience, I just closed up Mm -hmm. so much and i I thought it was embarrassing Mm -hmm. to to want to act and Mm -hmm. and um when i started acting i was just like whoa okay i need to really unlearn a lot of the stuff Mm -hmm. that i had told myself or that i had kind of um taken on when i was younger Mm -hmm. that i didn't let go of anymore and like the the thoughts that i had about what acting is Mm -hmm. and 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 uh yeah i don't know i just am learning to let go of that and to be more vulnerable and Mm -hmm. um show my emotions in a character because i really couldn't do that for a long time yeah i totally get that but uh, going off uh what you were saying i think people that don't get it just don't get it and if you don't have the bug you're probably never gonna get it and also i think people are scared to dream that big being an actor Mm -hmm. is hard and being a successful actor is even harder and so mm-hmm. I think people like can't even fathom it in their heads that someone would want to put themselves through that, but we do because we're crazy. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and then going off the vulnerability thing, I had the same thing until I was doing the scene with Jamie at Ada. Hi, Jamie, if you're listening. But I remember because she had gotten sick and we hadn't done the scene and then we did it for the first time and I was so nervous because I was like, oh shit, we have not done this yet. And I remember there was a moment where I kind of hadn't let my emotions go yet and I looked into her eyes and she was, I don't know what it was, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like I can cry too. And then all of a sudden we're both sitting on the floor with a fake gun, like in the tiny little room in Ada, like crying on the floor. <laughs> and then the scene's over and we're still <laughs> crying on the floor. But yeah, that whole, like that moment for me, I was like, like I will never forget. I looked at her and I was like, oh, I should probably be more, I should probably match her vibe right now. Like that's why it's so it nice to have a good scene partner who you playing. can like play off yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. because if I didn't have that, I don't think yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have been able to unleash that. So thank you, Jamie. What is something in your career that little you would have been really happy you did or accomplished? Well, 
I'm still very, very much at the bottom of my career ladder. Um, but, you know, something I'd mm -hmm. say is super important in probably any aspect of life, but mm -hmm. especially in this industry, is to set yourself small goals and celebrate mm -hmm. the little you ones. Yeah, you have to for celebrate example, the victories. If, yeah. Exactly. If all you have in your mind, for example, is mm -hmm. like, I want to win an Oscar, you're never or not never you're not you're gonna be miserable yeah you're not gonna feel accomplished mm -hmm. worthy happy mm -hmm. over the years that it will mm -hmm. take you to get there exactly so i even though i'm at the very bottom of the ladder the career ladder i'm still constantly proud of myself for just being where i am mm -hmm. yeah like every every like little step there. i'm like mm -hmm. oh my god like mm -hmm. young me wouldn't believe what i'm doing yeah, right now exactly. even if it's literally yeah. just shooting yeah. a self tape for yeah. whatever like, you're I'm still just like, like wow working i can't towards believe i'm doing this exactly yeah little me would just be happy i just didn't give up on myself because it was such a dream of mine like i had been i've been in theater since i was like six my first show was jerome robbins broadway so it was a bunch of little mm -hmm. things and then i just kept going up and up and up and I got the bug and I was like, I love this. Do I love pretending to be other people? Do I love the free therapy? I don't know what I love. But um, <laughs> I think something more specific that little me would have been very proud of is getting the lead in a film. Because I guess that's something I always wanted. Yeah. Getting to call myself a paid actress. Yeah. I love yeah. people. Yeah, so that, I guess that's that would amazing. be mine. Okay, this is a good one. What is the movie or musical or TV show or any production that made you want to be an actor? Do you remember it? I remember Johnny Depp having okay. a deep effect on me. Not a specific movie, just him as an actor. Yeah. Because I have a really colorful cultural background. Like I come mm -hmm. from three very distinct cultures. Mm -hmm. I think I'm that's so always jealous. made me feel somewhat... No, I think as a kid that always made me feel somewhat like heavy and messy you know like i had so much see i think that's so cool like how many languages do you speak four i speak but one. nothing in my life that's okay <laughs> four <laughs> listen it it sounds really cool to people but for me from my perspective like mm -hmm. nothing in my life was straightforward everything had a yeah. story everything mm -hmm. was messy everything mm -hmm. was i had to explain everything mm -hmm. and so i saw being diverse as this really negative thing okay and i still struggled with it till this day but mm -hmm. acting and specifically johnny depp and like his incredible ability to transform mm -hmm. um made me see it as a strength mm -hmm. um being a million things at once and tapping yeah. into that when necessary became mm -hmm. sort of like a superpower like acting became my superpower yeah it, it like opened up this world in which um being someone with a lot of sides to them is rewarding yeah you know and i think that's when i fell in love with acting consciously you have more to pull from when you're creating a character with all these different sides of you. Yeah, but too. also it's it's fine, like, you know, when you play characters, they have to be multidimensional. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. that makes you feel less weird for yeah. being yeah. a really, like, as I said, like a heavy kind of messy person with like a big background. I personally, like, I've never thought mm -hmm. that about somebody else. Like, oh, you're so messy. You have such, like, yeah. everything is so complicated. I mean, I feel like that's it's just me and myself, yeah. and mm -hmm. I felt accepted, you know? I mm -hmm. felt, like, yeah, seen yeah. and accepted and, exactly. and useful in a, in a way, you know? I was like, oh, I can use this. I mean, I feel like there's so many things, yeah. like, when I've been acting that I don't want to pull from. I'm like, mm -hmm. Fair. It'll work. But don't compromise your mental health. Or, oh, no, no, you know, no, no, Sometimes never, people get never, into never, these never. like rabbit holes no, and they can't get out of them. If you ever find yourself yeah. becoming a method actor, back up. Oh. Back <laughs> up. Back up. 
back up. <laughs> the thing is, with method acting, it depends, I guess. If I like, get like doing it on set and staying in character on set. What's the saying that the ends justify the means? Yeah. Like if it's worth it for the performance and you're mm-hmm. not being a asshole to people mm-hmm. on set, yeah. um, then you know, okay, fair enough. Like if you just want to stay stick to yourself mm-hmm. the day of shooting, where you're shooting mm-hmm. like a really difficult scene, you want to just be quiet and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, sure. no, I totally get that. But part, yeah. um. I think people like Jared Leto, you know, like sending Jared really Leto, gross yeah. stuff to their co-actors. Like that's just way yeah. over the top. But and like, who am I to judge? I don't, <laughs> I don't know anything. Yeah, me either. Uh, Heath Ledger, who like wasn't <laughs> sleeping so he could be insane, but like acting shouldn't cost mm-hmm. you your life, and it's just so sad because he was such a talented actor, and then we lost him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what you were talking about earlier when you posted, you were like, I had such a long day. How do I come back to myself? And I swiped up, and I was like. You should start coloring. I I've like had to do a really long things. day of, of, of being, of acting, of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> of <not being laughs> having myself. to do many different, yeah, of not being myself, having to do um, a couple monologues, and then I had like mm-hmm. a really long class, and um, I, w- I just, for the first time, I felt really like emotioned out. Like mm-hmm. that's the only way I could describe it. I was mm-hmm. like, I can't. There's too. I felt too much today. Like mm-hmm. I, I yeah. need to just relax. I feel mm-hmm. like something was going on with my nervous system. I was like, I need mm-hmm. to neutralize it or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to word yeah. it properly. But yeah. So I, I asked like my friends for advice, and and Megan was like, color. Yeah, <laughs> something like, mindless. That's like a really, really good idea. Yeah. Something you don't have to think about. So you can just like, like yeah. one something of our to get out of your head too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're not thinking about anything because one of our teachers at Ada was always like just let the feelings go those feelings are not your own and i never agree with that because like mm-hmm. they are my own feelings how can i tap into a character without using my own feelings and my own experiences even if they're not the same they're on a level that i can connect yeah. with this person so i don't know I that's never where a that. toolbox comes in really handy yeah, the toolbox yeah i need to buy one that's that's where you know, the toolbox. You get your toolbox <laughs> home depot home depot <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's go to Home Depot. When you come to New York, we'll go get a toolbox. I feel that's that's the the thing with acting, though. It's as I said earlier in this podcast that it's so individual, mm-hmm. you know. So even even if my toolbox like works for me, maybe mm-hmm. you would rather like pull from your own experiences, mm-hmm. and that exactly. works better for you. It's such yeah. an individual thing. You just have to yeah. figure out what works for you and what doesn't. And no one's path if you want to follow, like yeah. Yeah, if you want to follow, you know, techniques and, and mm-hmm. have a toolbox, or if you would just, yeah, just rather. Yeah, I was never really a technique I know, person. I was always such a my own emotion. I'm gonna tap into like what I know, and um, like mm-hmm. Susan told me once. Susan from Ada, we love you. We love you. We love you. <laughs> she told me once, <laughs> "You're such a sensitive actor, but you don't seem like a sensitive person." Wow. Yeah, and I was like, that's so crazy because I'm really not. A sensitive person like outwardly but the fact that she saw that in my acting mm-hmm. i mean I've, i was always easily able to like sympathize and empathize with other people so i guess that helps mm-hmm. me a lot so i just like mm-hmm. i use emotions rather than techniques i would say to like mm-hmm. get into a character <laughs> i feel bad i've never asked back you can ask a question okay do you remember what movie made you want to be an actor i do kendra thank you so much for asking um this is probably going to be the only episode where i actually answer all these questions too or in a way that i'm not going off of other people anyway so mine was not a tv show or movie mine was a musical i went to see in the heights when i was eight on broadway changed my freaking life 
and so me and my mom went to the TKTS booth. It's like the discount tickets booth. Um, so you get up to the thing, and they're like, mm -hmm. in the Heights. And I was like, yeah, let's go see it. So back before Lin-Manuel Miranda was like anything. So we get there, first act, amazing. Have you seen In the Heights? Mm-hmm. Okay. I've seen the movie, and okay, I've yeah, also listened yeah. to the soundtrack. Yeah. Like, I've been listening to that since I was, mm -hmm. like, 15, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been, yeah, eight. Mm -hmm. It's been my top Spotify wrapped album since I was eight, every year. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um... Oh, I love it. It's, it's so crazy. Good. Every time I'm like not even surprised. I'm like, yep, there you go, Lynn. So we get to the theater. First act, I'm like completely entranced because also it's like a rap thing, whatever. I've never seen anything mm -hmm. like that before. Uh, guys, um, I am spoiling In the Heights, so if you haven't seen it, don't listen to the next 20 oh, seconds. please. Come on. It's been out since like, <laughs> yeah. what, Actually, yeah, it's your fault that you haven't watched it yet because it's a masterpiece. So um, the grandmother dies and my grandmother had died not too early before that. Um, and I was just like, it was just a weird thing because I looked over at my mom and she's hysterically crying. And then I look out into the whole audience and everyone else is crying, like having this one shared moment. And it was so weird to me. And I was like, what is like, what is going on right now? Like how is, how is a show making all these people have this one shared experience? Like it was such a sad moment of the show, but for me, it was like, I want to make people feel like this, like not necessarily sad, but like you want you want them to just feel you want yeah them to exactly relate. like i just want to like yeah yeah like i was just sitting there and i was like mm -hmm. now i know what i want to do with the rest of my emotions. life i want to make people feel something yeah and i have like this one mm -hmm. shared experience among everyone and also i that's still beautiful. am convinced to this day that she sent us to see that show so that's what what made me want to be an actor i was like yeah this is this is my thing what's that's the next beautiful. question thank you i really want to whenever i meet lynn i will be telling him that Absolutely, you should. And did you know he said the idea to the guy that plays Benny in the show, which is Christopher Jackson, on stage and in the Heights? Oh my god, his voice is just mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. On stage, while they were playing Usnavi and Benny, he was like, I have an idea for a musical about Alexander Hamilton and I want you to be in it. On stage. Yes. And in the Heights. Yes, I, I heard and that. I was that's like, so that's, cool. that's wild. Like, I love that. I love that he works with, yeah. with, with people, people again. Like, he brings them back. Yeah. Yes. He's mm -hmm. like, if I have a job, you have a job. I love that. Oh, here's the last one before we get into your stories. What is your ultimate goal of your entire career? A hard question to answer in a way because I'm still figuring a lot out in life mm -hmm. right now. But honestly, my ultimate goal is just to be happy with yes. what I'm doing and to feel yeah. accomplished. If you're happy um, doing what you're doing, no one can tell you you're not successful. Exactly, and and also just just work on on my craft mm -hmm. and know that I like have doing the best you can do the skills, mm -hmm. doing the best I mm -hmm. can do, like knowing that okay, like I'm trying every single day and like I've mm -hmm. been working at this for years. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. I don't, I don't want to half-ass mm -hmm. stuff because mm -hmm. I I dilly dallying, you know, jumping yeah dilly dallying, yeah. like jumping trying figuring out, out what things, you want to do. Like, That's what your twenties are for. Exactly, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. But you know, I never really got fully into one thing mm -hmm. and mer fully immerse myself into one thing because I was yeah. just trying out a bunch of stuff so mm. now I'm just my my career goal it's not an ultimate career goal but like my goal I guess is to just really explore and further my knowledge in yeah. in certain areas and then have mm -hmm. that knowledge and apply it yeah. to my career do you know what I, I mean like it's, yeah, it's not exactly. just like I'm um, just half-assing everything yeah yeah, yeah I, I totally get that Mine mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, what is um, yours, Megan? <laughs> what is mine? Thank you. For, 
I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how I would put this, but obviously I, I guess overall, not talking about like materialistic things, like an award or anything, it's just to like feel fulfilled in myself that I did what I wanted to do. I want to eventually direct the movies I write. Like I've done short films, but I want to do a whole feature. I want to have like my movie touch people. Like I want to make people feel something from the stuff I create. Cause I love telling stories. Like this is why I do what I do. And for people to resonate with the stories I tell, I guess is my ultimate goal. Yeah. I think that's it. Oh my, oh God. my God. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for having me on the pod. I'm, I'm so, so excited that you wanted to come on. I know. I was happy to. on the third episode. I mean, that was so fun. It was conversation flows. It is. It's easy. When we're talking about stuff we love, we love it. Mm. Thank you for coming on. I remember when I texted you about it, I was Thank like, I'm you. posting the first episode and you were like, I don't even need to listen. I'm coming on. And I was like, yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, yep. this was great. And I can't wait for everyone to hear our conversation because I think this was really nice. Like open and honest. Thank like this listening. is like, yeah, seriously. At this point, they have listened. Thank exactly. You. <laughs> yeah. Literally, if you made it this far. But um, yeah, that's like what I want this podcast to be. It's like open and honest conversations about experiences and like, mm -hmm how you're feeling because a lot of people need to hear that stuff bye bye this was the feminist film club podcast hosted by megan neely thank you so much for watching i really really appreciate it and as always happy movie watching <laughs>